This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. And I'm your host, Chris. And we are also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri sat amongst the community tables of the original farmer's market, watching the people around him. Recently, he noticed a growing fascination with avocado toast, and even more fascinating, he thought, was the ritual that came with it. It seemed as though there were some sort of unspoken rule that one must photograph their avocado toast before taking the first bite. Dimitri could, of course, understand the appreciation and admiration of nature's delicious ingredient. But he found the photograph to be impersonal. He preferred to remain in the moment with his food, savoring the smells, the taste, the touch. He thought about how the social media craze has been used to share such wonderful photos, thoughts, knowledge, concerns, and more, which was amazing to imagine the reach of such a platform. Yet he couldn't help but think that maybe, just maybe, these face-to-face, word-to-ear, personal interactions, or rather moments, could have a deeper, lasting impact, even if that depth could only reach one person at a time. Dimitri smiled as he reminisced about all the people he met, the stories he heard and shared, both good and bad and the places he experienced without even having to leave his seat right there in the farmer's market. Words can often take you farther than your feet, and food certainly can do so. One bite and off he'd go, snacking on sashimi in Tokyo, meat pie in Sydney, hummus in the Middle East, guacamole in Mexico. Eyes closed, he could be anywhere. He wandered the market, today foraging a sample platter of tastes from all corners of the globe, before sitting down amongst a young crowd of avocado enthusiasts, half of whom were mid-photo, He tipped back his newsboy hat, adjusted his suspenders that were covered in pins like a Boy Scout vest, each in a different language, and pulled a white linen napkin from his pocket, tucking it into the collar of his plain white button-down shirt. He overheard a young woman whisper, He's so cute, he reminds me of my grandpa. A handsome man, no doubt, he said quietly yet confidently. The crowd chuckled and almost instinctively turned their bodies to face him, at attention, ready for him to speak again. Dimitri had such an effect on people, drawing them in and around like the sun to the earth. Dimitri finished his plate, not a single superfluous crumb to be wasted. As usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, he began his story. Dimitri spoke. Well, if it isn't Little Miss, always has a pen and paper in her hand. An older gentleman standing in line behind Little Miss said as he took his large round glasses off to wipe them clean with his oversized flannel. Little Miss had her sweet, freckled face buried in a large yellow notepad, scribbling down notes with her tongue sticking out to the side, as it always did when she was concentrating. She whipped around to face him. Professor! Professor! She said before blowing her blonde bangs out of her eye. She crossed her arms over her chest, hugging her notebook tight. It's so good to see you! And you, my dear, he said with a nod and a smile. His glasses made his eyes look bug-like. I hear you've been doing well for yourself since graduation. Little Miss blushed with a proud chuckle. I saw some announcement in the alumni email. 
book face thing that you're interning at the L.A. Times? Yeah? Little Miss laughed and snorted, covering her face to compose herself. The Facebook group. Oh, yeah, sure. He said with a humble smile. Anyways, yes, I am. It's amazing. I'm actually working on a story now. I'm researching popular L.A. trends. Oh? Good for you. What trend might you be writing about? Just don't tell me it's something to do with that Hollywood. I can't tell you how many of my students I have distracted on their phones. Doing, what do you say, keeping tabs on the Kardashians? <laughs> no, no. Actually, I'm researching food trends, specifically avocado toast. It's my favorite, she said with a head tilt. Oh? Yeah. But you know, for how popular it is, it sure doesn't have a clear history. Not many people seem to know where it came from. Ignorance is bliss, my dear. And I guess I've got more digging to do. Next. The cashier at the cafe called Little Miss to attention. Yes, sorry. Uh, Good to see you, Professor. And you. Little Miss ordered her usual avocado toast and cold brew coffee with cream. Did you know, Little Miss began as she set down her notepad on the counter and dug through her purse to find her wallet, that a study from 2013 showed that Los Angeles consumes the most avocados of any city in the U.S.? You don't say. The cashier droned with an eye roll. By a landslide, too. Next was New York. Then Dallas. Then Phoenix. Can you believe it? Then... 1450. Right. She paid, gathered her things, and settled in at her favorite corner spot, where she could watch people come in and out, and was just close enough to an outlet to charge her laptop for research. Funny that avocados are more popular in L.A. than New York, when New York arguably started the phenomenon that is avocado toast. A man said as he approached Little Miss's table, taking a sip of his espresso. I'm sorry? It's no surprise, really. L.A. is always a step behind NYC. He winked as he sat down. He was a few years older than Little Miss, likely in his late 20s. He was wearing a tan blazer over a blue and white plaid button-up shirt with the top two buttons undone. Thick, dark hair done up with mousse and black eyebrows hovering over blue eyes. He looked like a GQ model. Little Miss smiled and raised her eyebrows. Okay, then? Sorry. I just overheard you order and tell the cashier. Oh, right, yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Millions and millions of avocados just... Wait, wait, but what do you mean New York started the trend of avocado toast? Are you just teasing me? No, I mean it. I'm from New York. You ever heard of Café Jeton? No. Ever been to New York? Little Miss shook her head, brushing her bangs out of her face again. Well, you have a bucket list, don't you? No matter. We're starting you one. First item on the agenda, visit New York City. He smiled. (laughs) Sure thing. Sorry, but what does this have to do with avocado toast? She began tapping her pencil against her notepad. Well, Café Jeton has often been credited with popularizing avocado toast. It appeared on their menu in the early 2000s and has become more and more Instagram-worthy ever since. Little Miss listened to the man talk about other restaurants, attractions, sights, and even sounds of New York City. Without even leaving the cafe, she felt as though she'd traveled across the country and back in the matter of an hour. She thanked him for his insights when it came time for him to leave. He left her his phone number below a note that said, Meet you in NYC. Still, she wondered where Avocado Toast was before that cafe in New York, and so spent hours at her little corner table researching, digging further, day after day for that entire week. Each day, she ordered her avocado toast and cold brew. She'd calculate how many avocados she alone consumed and would give the cashier a new fun fact that he didn't want. 
So it's all thanks to Australia, supposedly, maybe. Avocado toast. I know. You already ordered. The cashier grunted. Right, I know. I meant... fourteen fifty. The trend of avocado toast, as we know and love it today, might have actually started in Australia. You don't say, said the woman behind Little Miss in line. I own a cafe in Queensland. Avocado toast is one of my most popular items. Little Miss lit up. Really? How great! Hey, could I maybe buy you coffee and ask a few questions? I'm actually writing an article. The woman accepted and sat with Little Miss at her corner spot, same as the man from New York the week before. Well, I will say that it's rare these days to find a cafe in Australia that doesn't serve smashed avocado. Would you call it a national dish? Little Miss brushed the bangs from her eye with the end of her pencil. You mean like hot dogs and apple pie in America? Ha! I don't know about that, but it certainly has become a staple. Where did it come from? I've read that Chef Bill Granger in Sydney may have been the first person to put avocado toast on a menu in his cafe in 1993. Whoa, well you know more than I do. Whoa, well you know more than I do. I just remember seeing a recipe for an avocado bruschetta published in The Guardian by Nigel Slater in 1999. That's where I first got my avocado inspiration. I think I finally added some version of that to my menu in the early 2000s, but it only really jumped into popularity in the last few years. Well, I also read that Gwyneth Paltrow's cookbook could have helped boost it into the spotlight. It was published in 2013. <laughs> well, sure. Any publicity is good publicity. Well, I suppose that isn't quite true for the avocado, though, given its history. What do you mean? Avocados have a high fat content. And in the 1980s, nutritionists spread the message that dietary fat led to heart disease and obesity. True, yes. But they didn't know yet that the avocados actually have good fats monounsaturated fats, which actually have great health benefits, as I'm sure you now know. Still, avocados were plagued as a fatty food during that time, and being that they are technically a fruit but aren't as typically sweet, well, they are tough to market. Hard to believe, Little Miss said, taking a bite of her avocado toast with a smile. So, love, have you ever been to Australia? Little Miss closed her eyes, hopped on a plane to Sydney, and enjoyed the worded tour over the next hour as she finished her toast and licked her fingers clean. Still, she couldn't stop thinking about the strangely contentious history of the delicious and nutritious fruit, and so spent more hours researching, digging further day after day for the next week. She added to her avocado consumption total and continued to enlighten the cashier with her newfound knowledge. Did you know that the avocado's original Spanish name is aguacate? Wow, the cashier moaned. It's derived from the Aztec word for testicle! The buzzing cafe suddenly fell silent and all eyes turned to Little Miss. Uh, sorry, a little loud. Fourteen. Fifty. Little Miss blushed, paid quietly, and settled in at her table. You know, that Spanish name was difficult for Americans to say when avocados were first introduced. An older gentleman said, interrupting Little Miss's mumbled conversation with herself. In the 19th century, I know! And they weren't widely cultivated until the early 1900s. Well, actually, it was a group of California farmers. Oh, Gosh, I'm sorry. You probably don't want... Those farmers debated their marketing problem. Their butchering of the Spanish name. Talk about lost in translation, huh? Well, the nickname Alligator Pear wasn't exactly appealing either. So they came up with a new name. And spelling! Little Miss smiled. Right. That plural was not going to have an E like tomatoes. Ha! How odd. My father was one of those farmers. I run our family farm now, with my own son. Little Miss asked the gentleman to sit. So your father helped form the California Avocado Association? Sure did. 
It's a commission now, but still. That's incredible. They chatted for an hour about the evolution of avocados, starting with how archaeologists estimate that their consumption dates back almost 10,000 years and slowly worked their way forward in time. Little Miss imagined herself in the fruit's native land of Latin America and Mexico, making fresh guacamole with ingredients straight from the earth. Did you know that in the late 1920s, ads touted avocados as the aristocrat of fruits because of how expensive they were? Were? Little Miss chuckled. The gentleman smiled. Wasn't until the 1950s when avocados started to gain widespread popularity. By that time, there were around 25 different varieties of avocados being grown right here in California. Huh, so they were actually on the rise before the war on fat in the 80s. Ha, yeah. I even remember eating avocado sandwiches in the early 70s. Somehow they weren't as pretty as the modern version, though. And then in the 90s, after the North American Free Trade Agreement was ratified, California avocado growers were worried that importing avocados from Mexico would bring fruit flies into a country that would ruin their crops. Importation of Mexican avocados was in fact banned since 1914, after U.S. health officials determined that weevils... Weevils? Yeah, they're a type of beetle. They supposedly were a danger to orchards in America. However, after a two-year investigation, the ban was overturned in 1997 in 19 states, though not California. We were still skeptical and protective of our own crops for a while longer. So they beat the war on fat and went straight into the war on weevils. They just kept getting pitted against enemies, huh? They both laughed. So they beat the war on fat and went straight into the war on weevils. They just kept getting pitted against enemies, huh? They both laughed. Well, they got a break <laughs> in the early 2000s with the low-carb craze, and they've done well since then. Thanks in large part, I'm sure, to the monster trend that is avocado toast. Yeah, I'd bet. There are many people who are willing to pay the high cost of avocados, and yet very few who understand the high price being paid in the countries that grow them. Wait, what do you mean? Well, let's not ruin the day with politics. The gentleman raised his piece of toast to cheers with Little Miss. Hers was topped with a fried egg and hot sauce, and his simply sprinkled with salt and crushed red pepper flakes. The avocado tasted better than usual, maybe because she understood and appreciated it more than ever before. It was fresh, rich, and nutty with a creamy, buttery texture. She melted into the moment with her eyes closed. Still, she couldn't stop thinking about the price being paid, what she still didn't know, and so spent more hours researching, digging further, day after day, for the next week. She added to her avocado consumption total and continued to educate the cashier. Okay, so the big controversy began in 2015, when the New York Times encouraged its readers to add peas to their guacamole. People didn't just question the idea, they completely freaked out. Even Obama weighed in on the situation, which media sources cleverly called guacamole-gate. You get it? Uh, anyway, Obama was definitely not a fan of mixing peas into his guacamole. The cashier winced as if Little Miss had physically been pulling on his ear. Fourteen. Fifty. Adios. The big controversy. The girl behind Little Miss said with a scoff. What? I'm sorry, am I wrong? If I'm wrong, I mean, I don't mind being wrong, but I'd just, I'd love to... You want to know what controversy? Wait, no. Tragedy is really happening? Let me buy you a coffee. Little Miss buckled in at her table, sensing that this interview was going to be different. Listen, honey, the popularity of the avocado in the U.S. and its rising prices are fueling illegal 
deforestation in central Mexico. Farmers make higher profits than most other crops, so they're thinning out pine forests to plant these young avocado trees instead. I don't know about you, but I'd say that environmental degradation is a little more controversial than peas in my guacamole. I guess I I haven't dug deep enough yet. I am I'm I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, please continue. Hate to break it to you, but that's just the start of it. Avocados require a lot of water, so drought becomes an issue, meaning that less water reaches the forests and animals that need it too. There are appalling conditions for migrant workers, and many of the orchards are controlled by drug cartels. Drug cartels? For real. The size of the avocado market has made it so lucrative for Mexico's drug gangs with extortion money paid to criminal organizations. Oh, and farmers who refuse to cut gangs into the profit face retribution. My uncle, he... He had his avocado packing plant burned to the ground last year for refusing to pay. Lucky that's the worst that happened. Little Miss felt her eyes swell. I'm so sorry. Honey, it's not your fault. I know I can come across strong. I got that passion from my mother. But I'm actually happy about what you're doing. You should know that. What, uh, what exactly am I doing? Starting a conversation, asking questions, building an understanding. Eating more avocados? Little Miss blushed as the waiter set down her avocado toast. I'm not saying stop eating. I'm saying open your eyes before you bite in. Know what you're eating and keep talking about it. The girl grabbed Little Miss's hands with both of her own as she spoke. Adios, amiga. Little Miss sat in a moment of silence, chewing on the end of her pencil, looking down at her avocado toast and the blank page of her notepad. Finally, she wiped a tear from her eye, took a bite of her toast, and then began jotting furiously. This time she couldn't stop and so spent more hours writing, day after day for the next week. She only ordered avocado toast one of those days and continued to lecture the cashier and anyone else who was listening. It even impacts wildlife in Mexico. Those pine forests that they're cutting down to make room for avocado trees contain much of the wintering grounds of the monarch butterfly. Plus the high use of agricultural chemicals could have negative effects on the area's environment and the people who live there. I've heard that more than 85% of avocados are imported. A familiar voice chimed in over her shoulder. Professor, hi! How's that article of yours coming along? It's, it's nearly done. I didn't expect... Uh, um, that'll be six seventy-five for the cold brew and blueberry scone. Right, sorry. So, this avocado thing really made an impact on you, didn't it? The cashier said begrudgingly. Oh my god, you've actually been listening to me, haven't you? Yeah, well... Six seventy-five. No more avocado toast? The professor asked as he counted out the coins to pay for his coffee. More like moderation. I actually met a great farmer who grows avocados, so I've been making avocado toast at home. Well, that sounds great. And the article, you were saying? Just proofreading today and it should be done. You don't sound as, well, sprightly as you did a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, you were right. Ignorance was bliss. The professor smiled and motioned with his head to the line at the cashier. He put his pointer finger over his lips and then pointed to his ear, directing his gaze to the next person in line. So, do you source your avocados from responsible farmers? The next in line said. Little Miss lit up brighter than she had before. Trust me, understanding is much more rewarding. Little Miss smiled. Thank you, professor. Now where's that pad and paper? Why don't you read your draft to me? They sat down at the corner table and Little Miss began. 
From marketing nightmare to brunch sensation, through political debates and cultural controversies, and even amidst the Great Pea catastrophe, the avocado's Hollywood status has hit an all-time ripeness and is ready to be devoured and, more importantly, understood. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.